Hey legends, welcome to a very special episode of the Epic Table Podcast. Each week, as you may know, I am very fortunate to have a special guest in my studio kitchen where I cook my meal and just chat to them about life. Uh, and this week, because we're getting to the end of 2019, we thought it would be a phenomenal opportunity to put together some of the awesome guests we've had this year, the first year, 2019, of the Epic Table Podcast. So, before I go on to our phenomenal guests, I just want to say thank you so much for being a part of it and listening this year. It has been a really cool experience for myself. I always used to have conversations with people all the time and just loved hearing the stories of what people are doing and how they got to where they are. So, the Epic Table podcast is essentially was that and allowing food to help break that barrier. So, whoever the person was, the guest, no matter you know how high profile they were, where they were from, the idea was to use food as a tool to bring us all together and have the conversation. So it's always good to work with food as well. Firstly, I just want to say thank you very much to my team. Ty Elmore, you're a weapon, bro, for putting up with my voice and the visuals every single week. Thank you very much. Maddie Pasuero, you are a baller. Uh, you've been working with me for a number of years now and I'm absolutely blown away by what you've been able to achieve. So thank you for producing this show every single week. Now guys, this week what we've done is we've put together a number of the awesome guests we've had this year. So we kicked off 2019 and the very first episode with the likes of Naomi Watts, Michael Chernow, we had Adrian Grenier, good friend as well. And throughout the course of this, we've seen people from business, entrepreneurship, uh, right through to life, wellness, nutritionists, and everyone sharing their own experiences and what they learned firsthand, all the while getting a cooking tip along the way for myself. Today's first segment comes from one of my new brothers, Jimmy DeSico. You and your brothers themselves have created a phenomenal, I'll say company, but brand and vibe. Um, every single day that I see you at Charlie Street or we catch up outside of it, that is a true friendship. So mate, I, uh, I'm really excited for people to continue to learn from what you guys have done. So listeners, here's a, one of my favorite parts of the episode with Jimmy DeSico. We're not doing cafes or hot beans or anything like that, but bottled coffee is two and a half billion dollars. Starbucks Frappuccino does two billion dollars in sales every year. It's got 40 grams of sugar, 300 calories. Like it is our obligation to dethrone them, you know, for, for the health of our country, for the health of the world, you know? So like, yeah, it's a lofty goal, but that's what we're after. And know? is that what motivates you? Like, is that honestly that side of the, the health aspect going, if we are competing and putting these guys and taking away margin from them, we're doing a greater good to the society of America. Yeah, because even though it's ambitious, it's real. You know, like just yesterday morning, we got an email from a customer. She's a, a senior in high school, type one diabetic. And she just basically said, thank you for bringing so much joy back into my life. You know, like I've never been able to enjoy a sweet coffee before. And, and this gives me the energy. It tastes good. Like, thank you. So that's a, a constant reminder of why we do this and, and why the world needs this. You know, I think people, it's got to be available, right? Because people buy what's available despite what's in it. Uh, and a lot of people don't know all the bad stuff that they're putting in their bodies. Do you educate people on that? Or do you just more of a case go, this is what we have? You yeah. Know, like, do you say this is what you shouldn't be having? Or do you just go, you know what, here's an option for you. Don't worry about that stuff. We're just gonna tell you what you should be having. Yeah, I mean, you and I, like we appreciate nutrition, right? And we get right. pretty pretty technical about yeah, it. Yeah. But what we find, like even though this has medium chain triglycerides and monk fruit and protein, like it goes over people's heads pretty quick, you know? In, in a grocery store, you have three seconds to grab somebody's attention. So we've sort of dumbed that message down to 80 calories, zero sugar. And once people taste it, it's like, well, this tastes pretty good, you know? And so that's the key is like, how do we get it? How do we get the liquid in their mouth? Because then we're convinced that they'll, they'll come back. 
Um, so yeah, we're not hitting people over the head with biohacking and chemistry and all that. It's like this stuff tastes good and it's good for you. Dude, you would, I, I just, I'm amazing. Like you and I hang out all the time and like the conversations we have are pretty much exactly the same. This is like, I'm not asking you questions that I wouldn't be saying in a you know, general coffee chat anyway. But for those listening, I'm definitely going to be amazed at your tone and the variety of different things you're touching base on. And if you haven't, if you're not looking at YouTube, watching Jim right now, he's, he's very young. So like to hear you talking about a wide range of things is very impressive. Yet for you as well, like, what is it that you've driven yourself to learn about, I guess, going from a finance background to learning about a CPG product to then learning about branding, which you talk about so, you know, as, vi- as vital to the, to the growth of your business, to learning about, you know, market share and all these kind of things. What is it? Like, because... I'm sure when you were sitting in your office in Wall Street going, oh, in a couple of years time, I'm going to have a coffee company, you wouldn't be thinking all those skills you've learned, right? Right. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's overwhelming, right? To stand at the bottom of the mountain and look at the top and say, how, how am I going to get there, right? Especially once you start comparing yourselves to Starbucks or Coca-Cola or whatever other brands came before you. So for us, it's, it's just about consumption, you know, throwing yourself into the fire every single day. Like that's how, that's how you learn. I mean, Jordan was never a great student. None of us were. We weren't like we weren't academically gifted or anything like that. It's just by doing, you learn by doing. I mean, you learn by experience. And I, I, I mean, you can attest to this. A, a month in a startup is like a year of regular time. You know, oh. So much happens in a day. Uh, and through that, I mean, evolve or die. We got to learn all these things. I also think um, massive credit to your mom, but. You've got, she's got three beautiful, like loving, happy, you know, sons. Uh, and that energy is so infectious that if someone asked, you know, I'm sure you've done this. I've done this to you. I've asked to sit down with you and ask for a coffee and advice on CPG products, right? If you asked, I'm sure you've done a thousand times to people. They're like, well, Jim is such a good bloke. Of course, I'm going to want to chat to him about something, right? Which is, I'm sure, what you've done. Just like as, as a word of advice to people listening, how have you learned so much? Totally, totally. So I, I think the first thing is you got to know what you don't know, right? And and uh, don't don't ever pretend to know it all. And for us, like as growing up as athletes and players, we've always had a coach. And and for the first time ever, we don't have a boss. We don't have a teacher. We don't have a coach. Uh, so we reached out. There's this guy, Seth Goldman. He's the founder of Honesty. We talked about him and Beyond Meat. Um, and Seth wrote a book. He sold his company to Coca-Cola back in 2011, wrote a book called Mission in a Bottle. Jordan emailed him and, and Seth, it, I mean, salt of the earth guy, all about paying it forward. He replied. He replies to every email he gets and says, Jordan, good luck to you boys. Read my book. And if you're still interested in starting a beverage company, call me. And since that day, we read the book and, and Seth's been one of our closest friends and mentors ever since. So uh, finding people like that and we never would have met Seth if we didn't look up his email and shoot him a message. Yeah, fair. And yeah. just just to you know give some clarity as well, like Seth's great um, from what you say from you know relationship, but there's times when you just don't hear anything as well. So not that you're being unrealistic, but just for those playing at home, you're gonna get those times where you reach out and nothing happens. Totally. Um, which. As you can tell, Jimmy and I clearly hang out not just in the studio kitchen. Uh, and I, I'm just inspired by what him and his brothers have done and the story they've created. So hats off to you, Jimmy, my man. The next segment is from Sarah Levy, the founder of Y7. When we first released this episode, we had a tremendous influx of new customers that wanted to learn further more about how they can uh, get involved. So if you ever do come to America, particularly around New York, make sure you let me know. We'd love to join you for a Y7 class. They changed my life when it comes to recovery and particularly yoga. So here are some of my favorite parts of the episode with Sarah Levy of Y7. I love what yoga stands for. And I love the idea of the mind-body connection. I think it's so important. I think everything's really intertwined. and. 
as I was in sort of my early mid-20s, I started trying out a lot of different studios around the city and I could not find one that I liked. I would go to one studio and I'd find a teacher. I was like, oh, this is like, this is my girl, this is my class. And it'd be Tuesday at, you know, 6.30. And I was like, this is the thing I'm gonna do every Tuesday at 6.30. I'd go back the next week. It was a completely different teacher and a completely different class. So for me, that was confusing. There was no one who could, there was no real schedules. There was nothing that was like, I felt that it was lacking a consistency in terms of what I could get. And then, you know, you finally find your teacher, your class, and then all of a sudden she's teaching at 9.30 on a Wednesday. It's like, I have a job, yeah. so that's not gonna work. Mm. Um, and, you know, I, that was really what kind of, I thought was lacking in the industry was more of a consistent place to practice where you knew what you were gonna get, you knew you were gonna move, that you were gonna flow, and that you didn't necessarily have to go to the gym after. And that's what I wanted. I wanted efficiency, I wanted to have fun. I would get really bored sometimes in classes. You know, I'd go thinking I was gonna work out and then it ended up being a like restorative class where like I was covered in blankets. What? I was like, this is, no. I was like, I'm tired now. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> you know, I go like 7 a.m. I'm like, but now I wanna go back to bed when yeah. I thought I was gonna get something else. So that was really hard for me. And then there were a lot of studios that have like all these different levels. I was like, how do I know when to go to the next level? What level am I? Do I know enough? There was some that were a little preachy and I really just wanted to move my body how I wanted it. I wanted to listen to great music and that's where Y7 came from. So, okay, this is really funny because um, <laughs> you could have been the only person wanting all those things. I you, thought I was. <laughs> yeah, you created a company out of it. I think that's great. So you, all of a sudden you, you said that there was a timing was off, the style of class wasn't consistent. Yeah. And so you, did you just click and go, I'm all of a sudden going to do it? Or was there always the keenness of, you know, as you're going up to open up something in wellness and Y7? No, you know, I'm not really uh, what I would call a super wellness gal. Okay. I like to work out so I can eat and drink more. That's cool. I love that. And I think that you know? actually, no, no, I think that's awesome. Because we do have people, like I'm, I'm in this industry. So I have the, I'm probably on the extreme. Like, I'll be honest. Like I, I've got a morning routine. I... Eat, I eat, everything's got to be tasty, but I know what I eat just because of what I do for a yeah. living is going to be nourishing and awesome. Mm -hmm. um, but I sweat not because of the mental, so not because of the physical side, but the mental side. It just so happens that it's, I sweat a lot. Uh, and I've done this for many years. For someone like yourself who's probably done the same, but to actually go, I'm not like someone's going to preach, you know, the whole health and wellness thing completely straight and narrow. I'm doing this because I enjoy it. I think that's a motivating aspect so many of us can pick up. Yeah, and I also, I think everyone's wellness journey is different. Sure. And I think there that there are always going to be places who will tell you what to do. This is the way to do it. This is, you know, yeah, definitely. this is the only way. No, this is the only way. There's so many different dietary theories. There's so many different theories on how to live, yeah. when to eat, when to drink, when to have your last meal, when to have your first meal. There's all these things. And what I wanted to create was this space where our clients could feel like it was just them on their mats. It is their workout. There's no mirrors. It's dark. It's candlelit. That is just your time to be with yourself and move the way you want to. Yeah. And it's just everything's a gentle guidance. And, you know, everyone's, you know, you go outside, there's ads everywhere. You're listening to a podcast, there's ads, which is that's how the world works. But it's for that hour. It's just you and that's it. That's awesome.
That's really cool. Key takeaways I'm, I'm looking at is you essentially, you know, you talked about the physical things you did within the brand, but the, the purpose of which you wanted to create the, the, the community of the brand around. I think uh, we all look at when we're starting something, the brand is so important. Um, but you, you, you relate the brand to the community you wanted to help support. So that's a huge takeaway. Uh, let's actually talk quickly before we continue on from your story. I actually want to just give you my personal experience of Y7. I think this is something that, yeah, um, this is really cool actually. So I am, as I was telling you, like I am the kind of hardcore kind of sweat person. I'll treat, I'll, you know, handstands. Oh, you're, you're intense? Yeah, I'm a little bit, a little bit intense. Like <laughs> CrossFit, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, love pain, love sweat, all that. So I am really big on recovery, but an aspect of recovery I definitely lacked was mobility mm-hmm. uh, and that. How good are smoothie bowls, guys? Yeah, so she learned a lot about that. I learned a lot about how to scale a business and how important it was to have that brand. And she really stuck to her guns. That's a really key takeaway I got from the episode with Sarah. Next, guys, we have Anthony Porowski of Queer Eyes. I've met him because of Food Council, City Harvest, uh, and also the gym. Him being who he is, no matter how many followers he's got on Instagram or the fame he's brought, he's just still the same person and still loves the same crazy comforts too. So here are some of my favorite moments with Anthony Porowski. Again, not a linear path, like none of it kind of, it makes sense now, but at the time it didn't make any sense. And then Queer Eye came about and um, it was a long casting process and I booked it. I was shocked. And then my life has completely changed. Yeah, but you're still the same person. I try to be. I'm a more caffeinated person, more tired in the circles and my eyes are a little darker, but uh, I get to lean into my workaholic tendencies. And I don't say that like it's a good thing. I used to say that with pride, but I realize now that it's actually like a total detriment to my health and my well-being. It's like doing too much yet always thinking that I'm not doing enough. Yeah, cool, because you, you're definitely building your empire, and I mean that with a lot of respect. Restaurant, personal brand partnerships, you know, all this stuff you've got going on outside, and other opportunities with shows and tours, so mm-hmm. it's a lot, and learning to say no is so important. It's the most empowering thing is saying <laughs> no, and I'm kind of starting to get off on it a little mm. bit, and it's like, I just said no to that. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. But yeah, exactly. It feels good. Mm-hmm. It, it's starting to feel good. It's like quality over quantity, which was always sort of been my motto. But also like when you go from a life where everything is outgoing, where you're constantly telling people like, hire me, hire me, see me, look at me. When you go to auditions to finally having all the energy be incoming. At first I was like, this is going to last. I'm going to have my five minutes of whatever this experience is and it's all going to go away. And now I'm starting to realize like, Okay, or even accepting the fact that like, okay, maybe it's not gonna go away overnight and I can actually sort of scale back and do things that are very meaningful for me. 100%, which is so important to building that personal brand, which is longevity. Like yep. whether or not Queer Eye goes for X amount of years, you're still gonna be Anthony, right? Right. And so the importance of your health and your well-being is how you then perform for the next 50, 60 years. 100%, and I've always been into uh, healthy food, especially in the past few years. You know, we mentioned you have that, um, you have Will Cole's book, Ketotarian. I got introduced to that because my sister, she has MS, and so she follows uh, functional medicine um, very, very closely. And so I've learned a lot about that as a result and also have been applying it to my lifestyle as well because I'm constantly on the go and life is like a total mess that I just, you know, and vanity from having your photo taken all the time, it's like, okay, like I'm going to start making different decision choices with like my diet and everything. And I actually realized that I do feel better 
um, when I don't have a vat of mac and cheese the night before. I still allow myself to have that, 100%. but it's sort of it's all about like picking my battles. Dude, it's like I've... weekday Anthony and weekend Anthony are like two different guys. It's very Jekyll and Hyde. And you need to... <laughs> you just absolutely summate everything so perfectly. <laughs> uh, man, like I was just gonna say, you definitely have to have the balance. I've seen you at the gym, I've seen you lift, you sweat, so you get that balance. You work off that mac and cheese. We're gonna have a take a quick little break. We're gonna start yeah. making some epic baked goods and I awesome. wanna learn more about what's uh, the empire that you're building and how the Perfect, the here. empire. The empire. Anthony, what a legend Anthony is. You can just tell by his infectious energy. He's super passionate and I no wonder why he's tremendously successful at what he does. The next episode, or short should I say, comes from Christina Carlson of KKK. Now, Christina and I have share a pretty cool story in the sense that the very first cookbook I wrote was on a Christina Carlson KKK notebook. Now, with that being said, uh, she actually came into Charlie Street and unbeknown to me, she left her book upstairs. I wasn't upstairs and she just, you know, decided to leave without letting myself know. We ran after her, we got the book signed and here we are with some of my favorite moments from the Christina Carlson episode. If you're setting goals, you often, you know, you look at, you know, maybe some health goals, maybe some some career goals, maybe it's a, you know, next roll up, or maybe it's a little bit of a side. If you're law, you might want to say, well, instead of working in the finance, I'm going to work in the fashion or whatever, but it's still the same thing. If you actually stop uh, and take some time uh, off in terms of, you know, a few hours or one hour, whatever it is, and ask yourself a few questions, what would you do if you couldn't fail? You know, if you could do anything in the world, what would you actually do? What comes to mind? Often that the dreams then will start appearing in terms of if I could do anything in, in, in my life, what would I actually do? Without thinking about how, without thinking about what your parents or your partner or your kids or you know, peers or school or whatever it is, without thinking about that, what would you do if you couldn't fail? If you had all the money that you needed, because a lot of it stopped because you think, oh, maybe you want to travel the world and you don't have the money. So just forget about that. If you actually had all the money, what would you do with your life? And if you had all the knowledge and the resource, <clears throat> um, resources in terms of, you know, if you wanted to um, become something, but you actually don't know how to do it. Like I had no idea about retail, for example. But if you forget about that, like if you could do anything and you had all the knowledge and the resources, what would you do? And then also if you had all the time, because I think time often, because we feel... We fill our lives now with so many things and if we have a spare moment, the phone is often in our hands, me included, I'm not pointing any fingers here. Uh, but it's so easy to kind of fill our days so full that we don't feel like we had the time. So what would you do if you couldn't fail, if you had all the money, the resources, the knowledge, the time and the energy because a lot of us now sleep less and we might not live as healthy life that we potentially could. So if you ask yourself those questions and then whatever comes to mind and I, I have a free audio guide on my website or our website, Kiki K1. And um, uh, it's just Kiki K forward slash dream life. And there's two audio guides that's free for anyone to listen to. And uh, there were our guide through a lot of questions. So I do a lot of questions, you know, if you could live your dream life in health, what would that look like? If you want to do something for your community, for yourself, hobbies, whatever it is, and just really dream big. And then obviously in the, in the book, I talk through, you know, to, how to find your purpose and how to find your passions. And then, and then, um, the steps to make it all happen. <laughs> I mean, just quickly, they're all notable questions you have on every awesome episode of your podcast. Yeah, yeah. So that's great. Yeah. Like that, that, that's what you open with. And I love that. Yeah. I think the biggest thing I take away from that is actually, it's not asking questions, it's asking the right questions. Correct. And not often do we actually, as you say, yeah. write down and ask the questions. It's like, 
people talk about why am I not getting enough product? Uh, you know, or my, why am I not selling products? Yeah. But that's not the question. It's like, yeah. why am I not getting enough customer interaction? Why is it that that's you know, this this part is slow? You essentially have to get to the root problem of everything, yeah, yeah. and that's a big that's that starts with your vision. Yeah. You know, why is it that you haven't written down your thoughts yeah. in a notepad to yeah. start what you actually want to be dreaming? It's amazing how things come full circle. So Christina Carlson's business, KKK, had a direct impact on me building my brand, and now she's in my restaurant, uh, and we're talking in New York City. So. That's really exciting how things come full circle. To finish our special segments, we have my South African legend, Steve Uriah of Switch Playground. Now Steve, like me, was not born in America. He had a brand. He also then wanted to launch his brand in a way of impacting not only those in South Africa, but also across the world. And starting in America, he thought that'd be the great place to do it. And so he launched Switch Playground, and I can tell you it's one of my favorite places to work out. Uh, and he's just a tremendously inspiring individual. So Steve, shout out to you, my man. So here are some of my favorite moments from the Steve Uriah episode. Changed lives, saved lives, made lives, made people better. My job in this world is to wake up every day and make people better at being in their own bodies. And whether I've done it through my workout series that was on you know, the, the Ruthless series or by trainers I've trained and I preach my, my message through their, their channel, um, yeah, I'm, I'm a billionaire in that way. Financially, I'm not at all, um, but that's not my motivation. Um, at the end of the day, obviously, we all want to support our families and to, to live comfortably, but that's never been my motivation at all. I, I mean, to the point that I've actually got a CEO now running my business who stops anybody taking advantage because I just give it away because I love what I do and I don't want anyone not to be able to have it. Yeah, so, that's you know. a, Roger's a good man, by the way. He's a brilliant shout out, guy. Shout out to Roger. Yeah, no, yeah. That, that's so important because you are such a giving and loving. You are right. loving. You are. If I was honestly... Huge heart. The, it's a pro, huge it's been heart. a problem. Yeah, it's massive. But at the same time, I'll tell the entrepreneurs also, know what you're brilliant at and stick with that and build a team of people who are equally brilliant at what they do around you. Because in the beginning, with all the circumstances, I was trying to do a little bit of everything, which took away from what I do. And that's programming and creative director of these these classes and I started to lose my way because I was trying to do the business and the marketing and that's not my thing I actually am quite good at marketing um, creative guy but I'd rather channel my energy return on investment into what I do on those playgrounds and let these other people around me run the gym the way it should be so with, if you've got a team around you of, of brilliant people who are brilliant like you're the brilliant cook you know, you, you, this is your world, but you've got a social media person, you've got business people, you've got other advisors so that you can focus on what you're good at because when you don't, you lose, especially here because there's 10 million people waiting to take your place. And, and again, I don't look at anyone as competition. To me, all the other fitness things, those guys' job also is to wake up every day and make people feel better. So I embrace them as a community. I'm not looking at any, someone's like, well, they're opening next door, aren't they competition to who? My competition is that I'm better today than I was yesterday, that my teams are better, that my everybody who steps foot in there is preaching the message the same way I want them to. I'm not worried about someone else's stuff. That's their worry. Um, as long as they include our concept in their routines during the month or the week, whatever it is, I'm happy. And I support all the other side. We often have community workouts where I invite all the other disciplines in and we share it, you know, and that's what I love. I don't... 
I'm not competing with anyone. You waste your energy if you if you look at life as competition. You know. So so strong. That's true though. So it is. In everything. It is. Passion doesn't lie. And, I mean, yeah. down the road from you is a very established brand that's got organic breakfast, everything. It's not balls, it's belief. Someone say, oh, you got balls to open right by them. Why? I know what I've got. And I know there's 10 million people on this island on any given day. I don't want to order them. But, you know, 0.3% is cool. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So come in, experience what I live for every day, and I'm good. I don't have to have all of you. Go next door. If we fall and they fall, come to us. It's, we're a team, you know. You're hungry. Everyone's hungry. It's lunchtime. You don't have time to wait 30 minutes in a line at either place. Enjoy both of us. And that's the truth, you know. That's how I feel about everyone's like New York. There's a million fitness concepts. Brilliant. That means there's a demand. That means people love it. That means this is where I want to be. I'm not coming here to beat anyone. I'm not coming here to compete with anyone. I'm just coming to share in the love, you know. That's it. You need to do more keynote speaking. I feel like I've got like a little Tony Robbins situation. (laughs) uh, Yeah, it is actually. He does have a really good accent, doesn't he? Just a really inspiring man. He's been through a lot and so much that I look up to with Steve. So legends, we couldn't fit them all, but here are some of my favorite moments from 2019. We are really excited for the guests that we have coming up for you in 2020. Continue to give us feedback and reach out and comment. I cannot tell you how awesome it is to have this podcast doing what it does. And I love seeing all the cooking that's being done as a result of it as well. So not just hearing the phenomenal guests and their experiences, but you guys know what I love. I love to impact people and change the world through food. So on that note, legends, I just wanna say happy holidays to you and your family. Make sure you turn in the new year and decade in the way that you want. And I look forward to you know, being in touch in 2020. Catch ya.